I'm Amber. Welcome to Teacher Love and Care, or TLC, our podcast that focuses on putting the joy back into teaching. Thanks for coming back and joining us today, just like Amber and I did after those crazy first days. I think the question on everyone's mind is, why did we return? (laughs) So true. And that is our inspiration for this episode. What is our why? Amy, have you ever had students ask you about your why? I have, and that's such a hard question to narrow down to one thing. Okay, Amber, we are going to go back to the days of Cabbage Patch Kids, and that's no shade to my husband, who looks just like one. <laughs> Hypercolor shirts, clear phones, and those great 80s hair bands. Take oh. me back. My 80s hair. It was so epic. <laughs> I used all sorts of hairspray. Um, Aquanet, for sure. Yeah. I used to have a collection of Cabbage Patch Kids, and... We had this amazing basement. We used to roller skate to Brian Adams and do like laps around (laughs) the basement. But I also had this cute little kitchen, like the old Fisher Price plastic kitchen with the plastic phone, you know, and I had a a chalkboard so I could teach my Cabbage Patch Kids. So it was a, it, it all sort, all sorts of different, you know, teacher things of, I think maybe even back then I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I would make snack in my kitchen and then teach my cabbage patch dolls. And you'd be the teacher favorite now if you made snacks. That's true. Let's bring the snacks out. Um, and I, the why is really tough. And I know Amy, you and I have discussed this, that there isn't a single moment mm-hmm. in my life that I've said, Ooh, yes, I am a teacher. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is why I'm going to change this or I will be better or I want to be just like that teacher. But I think it does go back to the eighties. Um, and one of my largest challenges that I experienced in school, um, was my third grade year. My family was in Cleveland. Go Browns. <laughs> oh, nobody says that. Everyone in Cleveland says that. Right. And that's it. No one outside of that. Yeah. So I was raised in Cleveland. And then in third grade, we moved to upstate New York. But the move was in the winter. And Miserable. honestly, yeah. We, I had no idea what the yard looked like because every house we looked at was just under like three feet of snow. It was mm-hmm. a very interesting time. My dad had been in New York for almost a year doing like the job transfer stuff. And it was just a different time in general in the early 90s. So we make the move and I'm starting school. And in Ohio, I was, I always felt like I was a good student. I love school. I got in trouble all the time for talking, but that's always been a flaw. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I don't know. I just never feared it. And then I got to my first day of school in April in third grade, New York. And I had a teacher who was going to retire that I didn't know at the time, but she was retiring <laughs> that year. And the first thing we did was a math game where we did a long division problem on the board and we had to like line up and everyone answered like one piece of the problem. Mm -hmm. It was a race. Right. And I, 
I remember staring at that chalkboard and saying, oh, I have no idea what they're doing. No clue. Mm -hmm. And I was frozen. It's the first time I ever felt like I didn't know something. Mm -hmm. And I, it got to be my turn and I froze and I said to the teacher, I don't know how to do this. And she was like, do the long division, you know, like this super evil voice. And I just, I didn't know how. And it You spiraled. mean that evil voice didn't help you figure no, out how to do the long division? <laughs> Let's do math. Evil. Right? right. <laughs> and, and I love math. So that was even. No. Again, nobody <laughs> says that either. <laughs> there are people who are. Okay, you're right. You're right. And like math. <laughs> so we, I just remember feeling so frozen and helpless, but then it got worse. She called home, which I never got phone calls home, except, you know, the classic Amber's talking too much. Social um, butterfly. <laughs> and she wanted to hold me back. And I'd only been in class one day and I am all of a sudden going to be in third grade again. Devastating. And, yeah. Uh, and my parents are really upset. So they somehow convinced this woman that I can move on to fourth grade. And I am placed in what we'll call the lower level fourth grade class. Mm -hmm. And I had an amazing teacher. It's my first ever male teacher, Mr. Myrani. And he... <laughs> He had zero artistic skills. And if you look at other um, classrooms, and it was so fun because I would go back after my fourth grade year, every year I would go back and visit him. And he had the same clown um, bulletin board and he just <laughs> rotated out the balloons for the student mm -hmm. names. And that was it. That was like the only decoration in his whole class. But it didn't matter. He didn't need decorations to really share his enthusiasm and his love for helping students learn. He sort of recognized where my flaws, my deficits were, and really started to create my own like differentiation plan. And I was thriving by the end of fourth grade. I could, I couldn't be anywhere without him. So it's just like this uh, real thing that teachers can make a huge difference. Um, he also helped me learn how to spell, which I'm really terrible at. <laughs> I've, so, I've never had one of those. <laughs> Still really terrible, but he gave me some tips and tricks. So I had a really caring teacher that sort of paved my way for wanting to be an educator. And I had a really tough teacher in third grade who sort of made me want to quit school altogether. And, <laughs> and then, you know, I sort of fast forward to another teacher that I think of. Um, so my freshman year. It, it was a really neat district. Everyone is a freshman. You would go to one school. There was no high school. It was just a freshman class school. So you would go and, um, and you meet everybody in your grade and you kind of become a class before you move on to the high school. That's really cool. It, yeah. It was neat. And I, <laughs> I got the evil English teacher and she was really tall and I know we've talked about how short I am, but I mean, she was very, very threatening and overwhelming and her voice was scary and everyone knew her. Her sons were like super good at sports and like the whole community knew her. And I don't know. It was just like the vibe I got. I was just scared the whole time. I was right. scared. And 
I don't think she liked me um, because I was following my older brother who did not have a great reputation. Um, and so as a sibling of someone who didn't put their best foot forward, that that was a challenge for me. Everyone would say, oh, you're the sibling of mm-hmm. so-and-so. And <laughs> I was like, but I'm a different person. And not every teacher understands that. Right. So I'm in this ninth grade class and I'm, I'm struggling only because I'm scared to death of this woman. And she, and I feel like we all have to have that one teacher that (laughs) is frightening. So frightening. So we have this vocab test and I take the test and she comes around and collects everybody's test one at a time, which is like super scary. And Um, she collects my test and underneath my test is my vocab notes, which I, Oh no, I didn't even know they were still on my desk. I Uh. did not cheat on this test. And I, I like look at her deer in the headlights, like, Oh no. Now the English teacher that I fear every day is going to hate me forever because she thinks I cheated on the test. She says to me, meet me after class. And I was like, Oh, I think I started crying then. I think I was just crying at my desk for the whole (laughs) class period. So I go up to her obviously after class. And I was like, Miss Saifel, I did not cheat. I did not. And she's, she said, you will get a zero on this assignment, even if you didn't cheat. And I was like, okay, it's a Friday and I have to go home and I tell my parents about it. And I'm, an honest kid. So they believe me. And I was like sobbing. Like, I mean, right. it's like a whole day Monday. I am so worried about going to her class that like my stomach hurts. You I was going to say sick to your stomach, sick to my stomach butterflies mm-hmm. hates me. She thinks I cheated. And mm-hmm. I think over the weekend she graded that vocabulary <laughs> test and realized that there is no way I cheated on it. <laughs> So I go into her door and she's like, oh, good morning, Amber. And I was like, wait, what is Aww. this? And she was so nice to me. We never talked about it again, but she never held it against me. And it was the first time, truly the first time that I felt like there was a teacher who understood that people make mistakes. And, and gave she you grace. Forgave me. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was so liberating in terms of how I felt in her class, how I felt in other classes, just because, yeah, I make mistakes. Students make mistakes. Teachers make mistakes. My gosh, I make tons of mistakes as a teacher. Um, And she really gave me that grace. And so all of that sort of wraps into, I think, why I am a teacher and why I continue to teach. Um, Because I think adults pave the way for student Mm -hmm. success. And it takes one interaction or one positive interaction to change the life of a student. And I mean, I could go on and on about the different educators in my life that have pushed me in the right direction that have really made me think about what I'm doing in my life. And, and they, every single one of them has had an impact. And for me, as a teacher, that's what I value the most. I want to have an impact with my students. And I revisit that every year. I 
I go back to my box, Amy, we've talked yes. about the box, but so my and hopefully box, every teacher has a box. Oh, I hope so. Mine is polka dotted, of, of course, course. <laughs> and it holds all the letters and notes and just little things that students have given me over the years. And so at the end of each year, I look at the box and decide, am I still making an impact? Mm -hmm. Am I helping this generation? They're the future. Yes. Um, and if it's a yes, I keep going. <laughs> if it's a no, then I really have to stop and think. Mm -hmm. So why am I a teacher? It's just to be there for this generation and make an impact. And it's a I tough question because I could keep on going. <laughs> uh, yes. No, it really is a tough question. And I, I'll piggyback on Amber that we've struggled with this. I mean, we've we've had this topic for weeks and like have gone back and forth and have kind of talked about our different stories. And it's hard to say it's one thing because it's oh, it's yes. so much. Um, and again, you guys are going to find out just how much Amber and I are alike in all of these because <laughs> my story stories really do like parallel what Amber just said. I could say, take all that two years ahead. And that was my life. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just wild. Even the, the more, big hair, how even the, the hairspray? Well, well I, I have naturally big hair. Let's go back to the fact that I just don't <laughs> brush true. it because it's so big. So, um, yeah, I, I think I was born a natural eighties phenomenon. We'll go with that. Ooh, I love it. Um, but yeah, I, when Amber and I sat and talked and even when we started to narrow this down, I really have kind of the same story. I, my, my funny part of this is that I too had a chalkboard. Um, that was my favorite toy growing up. I would spend hours outside on our little covered patio with all of my dolls. I did not have cabbage patches. My parents were too cheap to buy me real cabbage patches, but I had stuffed animals and I would line them up and I would teach them. I would teach them whatever I could. I would write on my chalkboard, tell them how to add two plus two. So I, it's funny because my mom and my friends from back then would tell you that I only liked it because I got to be the boss and I got to boss people around. But I just loved feeling like, you know, I could teach somebody, I could share with somebody something that I knew. And that was, right. that was so cool to me at that point, even though the stuffed animals weren't talking back to me or like telling me how they learned it. I just really liked the idea that I could take a knowledge that I had and share that with somebody. So I think like Amber, that's kind of where my first why started, but I think we all have to have those good and bad interactions as well. And right. when I was in second grade, I, I had the bad one. So Amber was in third grade. I was in second grade and I had the teacher who called me out for something that was devastating to me. And Ooh. I too was the social butterfly and no. I was talking in class and my second grade teacher <laughs> in, her, <laughs> right, in her plaid jumper and her hair in a bun, you know, cause that's mm -hmm. what teachers look like going back to the first episode. <laughs> She looked at me in front of the whole class and said, just because your parents are getting divorced does not mean you can talk. No. And I was devastated. I could not believe that a teacher would call me out like that in front of my peers, in front of people who at that point, that was so taboo. Like nobody did yes. that. Parents what weren't year was splitting that? up. Because 
no that one would knew have been maybe six maybe wow yeah and Oof. so I mean I I wanted to crawl in a hole and never come out I mean I just right. I I it was awful and luckily I yeah I'm I'm sure <laughs> I don't know how it went down. I'm sure my parents had something to say about it at that time. <laughs> um, but I moved on to third grade, had a wonderful third, fourth, and fifth grade teacher. But I, too, moved in fifth grade from yeah. Mississippi to Florida. And I was so behind. And just emotionally, socially, all the things were just so different. And when I moved to Florida, they switched classes. So they had different teachers for every subject. Wow. And that is where I found my love of social studies was my, my social studies teacher then was just so exciting and just had such a great <laughs> voice to teach things. And I really did start to fall in love with just the idea of education at that point. And the fact that they could come alongside me and I came in in November and they pushed me through, got me caught up. I didn't have the the negative chalkboard story like you did, but I did have <laughs> teachers who no long division. really saw the need and helped me achieve into sixth grade where I was put in advanced classes and, you know, just got me there. And I am so appreciative of them. But I also had the English teacher <laughs> in high school. It's so crazy. But high I love English teachers. Class. Yes. And I love, and if she, if she listens to this, Mrs. Russ, you know, you are my woman. I adore you. She, I walked into her classroom. She was like a second mom to me. She just, I was friends with her son and just so lovable, but I walked in to turn in a paper and she did not take that paper out of my hand. She looked at me and said, this is not your best work. Take it back. And I was like, wait a minute, you didn't even read this. Like how? And she's like, I can tell by the body language that you walked into my classroom with that that is not something you're proud of. And I took my breath away. I was just kind of like, what? And she said, I'm not taking it. When you can walk through that door with your head held high and hand me that paper, I will read it. But until then, I'm not wasting my time. Wow. And I thought, wow, like, why would I ever? It is her time. And, yes. and I would waste her time if I turned something in that I myself was not proud to produce. And so why don't I give her my best shot? And I did. I went back and I poured my heart into that paper. And I love writing. I absolutely love writing. And I credit Miss Hogan, my creative writing teacher, who also had a theory like, if you're going to get up and share something and you apologize first, you're going to sit down because you've got to be proud of what you're doing. Yes. And I just feel like they both made me want to be that person, to be proud of what I was doing. And so I have always just kind of taken that into my classroom. Like I am proud to be a teacher and I want to share that pride with my students. And I just, I, I have always wanted to be the teachers that I needed. And yes. I, I did, I needed my teachers. I needed those people to come alongside me and really just like get me through all the things. And so that's what I have spent my time in schools trying to be is that teacher to students. And, you know, I taught my own kid and I'll get choked up about this because I always do. <laughs> but, you know, I taught my own kid and knew that I couldn't be that person for him because I was his mom. He needed right. somebody else. And so here I go. <laughs> I'm going to get choked up. But Amber was that person to my kid. Mm -hmm. And I know how important that is to a student 
to have that person that they can go say, my mom's driving me nuts or me and my girlfriend are having problems or I can't tell my parents about this. Yes. Because we are so important in these kids' lives. And so I'm forever grateful that Amber was that person is still that person (laughs) to my kid. I mean, things happen and Jordan's immediately like, gotta, gotta let her know, gotta let Amber know. And, and I love that. And shout out to Paula, who is that person for my youngest son who he can go to, but we are important. And that's, that's my why is because I, I know that I needed that person and I want to be that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the why is so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> Only because when a teacher is standing in front of students that teacher has put aside everything in their family mm-hmm. everything at the house everything literally everything we push it all aside so that we can be there for the students in our classroom and that has to come with emotion because otherwise yes. you're not a teacher that Mm-mm. teacher it is a relationship with students and you have to give every ounce of yourself to your audience and and they need you uh, students are so funny because they'll need you in so many different ways so many different ways <laughs> it's like, they'll need snacks uh, they'll I need, need a pencil. A hug. <laughs> yeah they need a hug do you have a blanket also it's hot <laughs> and i'm cold it's like okay uh and, and managing all of that in every mm-hmm. moment of every day, it is it is so much. So we obviously we we did it today. Our our yes. big challenge for all teachers is to show emotion as part mm-hmm. of your why. Um, I know my students can always tell. <laughs> I'm always crying in a class, like oh, especially when I'm proud of someone. Yes, when I watch someone yes. go through the learning process and then succeed. It's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell students, let's say, why are you a teacher? And, you know, I, I will say, hey, because I think I can make a difference. And number two, when you succeed, I'm so proud of you. And, and they think it's so cheesy. They're like, okay. <laughs> but it is. It's really real. <laughs> yes. It's like watching someone grow right before your eyes. Uh-huh. It's just, it's incredible. And that is why we we have these emotional moments, I would say. Yes. Yeah. We, I. I definitely think that, I mean, my kids, I've, I show emotion. I am not usually the one to cry. So it is definitely out of Amber and I, it's Amber that cries more than I do. I'm usually like the porcupine of the two of us. (laughs) But when, when I am proud or even proud of what I do, which obviously, or proud of what other people do for my children, I get emotional when I see my students come to me and then celebrate that they got into a college or got a scholarship, I am going to show that emotion because dang, that's hard. And they did it. And I I think about my, my younger children right now in the elementary school level, they share everything with their (laughs) elementary school teachers. So in teachers, we know whatever world you're in, students (laughs) share things with you and you're just like, okay. (laughs) 
thank you yes. for sharing. <laughs> I'm glad I'm a part of your life. Yes. Um, and so that we are a why for students for showing up to school. They want to mm -hmm. share that with you. And I would challenge teachers to share your why with students, not prompted by the students, right? So if the students are saying, but why are you a teacher? Which they'll ask you that question. Yes. Wide open. <laughs> and it's hard to tell. Like you, I really do. I said in the intro, I stumble over it because it's such a big answer. We know it's not about the pay. Right. And, <laughs> and the time and summer's off because those don't exist. Yeah. No. Uh, but it, it just flips right around to saying to the student, it's because of you. I yeah. want to see you succeed. And, and sometimes students don't know that. So sharing that is pretty important. I like to have um, some sort of showcase of my students around my room. Yes. To show that they are my why. Um, and so my classroom has like, it just had all the student photos. They would have to share selfies with me and I'd put it up. And I always had that student who would say, I'm not going to share anything. I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, but if you do, then when I walk out of my classroom at the end of the day, I see your smiling face and then I know I'm returning the next day because I want to see you again. And it's just such a relationship piece yes. when you get in, involved with students. So, and I kind of um, did the same thing at Blacksburg high is I, we did what was called super seniors and I taught seniors. And yes. so when their name was announced over the loudspeaker, there was two chosen every day. They always went up and got a certificate with a piece of candy and they would oftentimes take them to like a teacher to share mm -hmm. with them. And so I, until I left Blacksburg high school, my walls were covered with super seniors. And that yep. was my why those seniors hanging on my wall were my why. And I loved that reminder. And when they found out I was leaving, they were devastated. And they were like, Miss Stevens, what are you doing with our super seniors? I have a three inch notebook yep. that has every single super senior in it. And I will never get rid of that because those are my whys. They are exactly. there. And I, I just love them and loved that like tradition. Yes. So teachers out there, what is your why? Thank you all so much for listening. We sincerely appreciate all the support and love from everyone after episode one dropped. Hoping you enjoyed episode two just as much. We know sometimes teachers can lose their why, especially after navigating the seas of a rough day. So in an upcoming episode, we will have some of our teacher friends join us to share their why. We cannot wait. Until next time, don't forget to check out our focus page and make sure to follow us on Spotify as well as all of our other social media platforms. And teachers, don't forget to practice some TLC.